This is the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where it's all about getting the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. Brought to you by Inamur Shafir, founder and CEO of Umbrella, the technology platform and brand that is powering thousands of marketing agencies around the country. Find him at UmbrellaUS.com. And now, here's your host, Inamar Shafir. Welcome to the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where we talk with successful marketing experts about ways to build and grow your digital marketing agency. Our guest today is a personal branding expert. He is an acclaimed author. He has been recognized by Forbes as a top marketing influencer by Inc. Magazine as a top digital influencer by Entrepreneur as a top personal branding expert. His TED Talks, why you, should let your, why you Should Let Your Fears Guide You, has been internationally recognized and one of the best TED Talks ever. He went from being almost homeless, we're going to talk to him about that, to becoming a personal branding expert that millions are listening to. I'm excited to say hello to Mr. Leonard Kim. Hi, Leonard. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> I'm so excited about this session, Leonard, because I think personal branding is at the end of the day, key to success, and especially for our listeners who are in the expertise, authority uh, domain, being a marketing agency owner, people go to because of your expertise, branding yourself is key. Do you agree yeah, to that? It's definitely key. A lot of people really look for the person when they're deciding which agency to stat- go with. Like, let's say if you just typed in like marketing agency to work with in Google, you just get a few different results and most of the websites look similar. So it's really hard to navigate and figure out exactly which one to choose. So it's a lot easier for people to go to someone based off a personal brand and <clears throat> based off that name brand recognition. So you know, being being a personal branding expert, if you can scope for us, what do you see as what what do you say is personal branding when you when you go and help somebody with their personal branding? What exactly are the are the pain points that you're attacking? So I think the big thing about personal branding is it's the intersection between how you see yourself and how the world sees you. Like we see the world a certain way and we're like, oh yeah, we're a certain way to the world and the world sees us a very different way. So what we have to do is we have to figure out what that intersection is between us. What I usually do with all my clients when I first start working with them is I get two sets of post-it notes and I'm like, on the first set of post-it notes, write down everything that you can uh, think of to describe yourself. Like if you think you're smart, funny, charming, handsome, good at business, whatever it may be. If you like swimming, write down everything that you can on maybe like the blue post-it notes. Then on like the red post-it notes, go and pass those out to your friends, family members, colleagues, coworkers, and have them write one word on each of those. And then what you want to do afterwards is you want to match these up. If the blue ones and the red ones match up together, those are probably things that stand out in your personal brand that are the intersection between the two. Now, if hmm. you say that you're funny and no one else says you're funny, chances are you're probably not funny. <laughs> uh, the, the good thing about this, though, is other people are going to say things that you might not have known about yourself. Those are things that of, of how other people see you, but you don't see yourself. But those are intersections between your personal brand because then you could drive those points out and make those emerge so then you could have those in your personal brand as well. So do you agree with me that when somebody optimizes their personal brand, they're also optimizing their chances of success? 
Exactly. And I think what a lot of people don't really focus on is exactly how to build up a personal brand because they don't know how to do it. They focus on maybe like the Instagram lifestyle. Of maybe I'll go out there and put up a lot of great pictures of exactly what's going on in my life. But a personal brand really is a, is a mixture of the good, the bad, and the ugly combined together where you get to showcase your whole real self to the world. Yeah. So before, you know, I have a bunch of more questions that are more specific to marketing agencies and personal branding. But before we jump into that, I really want you to tell the listeners just a little bit about your background and how you got to helping people with their branding. So me personally, back in 2013, that's when I started writing. Uh, back in 2010, I was in a situation where I almost went homeless and I had to move in with my grandmother because every single thing I tried failed. Every single startup I worked with went under. Every single business I was working with went under. I tried real estate, but it was the wrong time for that. I tried stocks and the stock market crashed. Every single thing that I tried doing just didn't work. And I was in the rock between a hard place. I didn't know what to do. And I had no income stream. So I was stuck in this situation where I wasn't able to pay rent. And I called my mom and I'm like, I'm going to get evicted. I have absolutely no idea what to do. She called my grandma and then my grandma went and picked me up and saved me. So then that prevented me from being absolutely homeless, but also at the same time, it put me in the situation where I had to really learn how to get out of the situation I was in from zero and build myself back up. Wow. So I moved myself back to LA. I found a job. I asked a friend for a job. I started opening up. I asked my friends for help. Um, I started sharing exactly where I was and being open and vulnerable about it instead of saying, oh yeah, everything's perfect. Everything's okay because everything wasn't okay. And that was the first time when I realized that opening up and being truthful about exactly what's going on actually lets people in and lets them help you get back up. So back in 2013, uh, that's when I was realizing that I was stuck in the job for about two years, earning a little over minimum wage, taking the bus for about three hours to work, only buying about $80 of groceries a month, not really finding a way out of the situation I was in and just struggling wow. like no tomorrow. I had no idea what to do. So I tried to do different things to get out of the situation I was in. Like, you know, when you're in one of those places where you just have to claw your way out in some way or shape or form. I didn't know which way to go. So I applied to hundreds of jobs. I got three interviews, but no one hired me. I um, went back to school, but then school is a long-term plan. So that didn't work out really quickly. But I also started writing and building up my personal brand. I didn't mm. know it was called building my personal brand at the moment. I thought it was just called writing and sharing my stories of what was going on in my life. But I didn't talk about all the great moments of everything that happened. I talked about the hardships, the struggles, the failures I went through, the hard moments. And all of a sudden, within six months, that turned into two million reads. Within a year and a half, that turned into 10 million reads. By that time, I was able to get my website up. Uh, uh, first iteration of the version that you just saw recently. Uh, this is probably the third iteration. Um, I was able to start freelancing and do writing gigs where I was getting paid like 500 bucks and it became a thousand bucks and it became $5,000 just to write one single thing. <laughs> then I started up my agency and it was pretty cool from there because um, 
I got a book deal with McGraw Hill uh, Business. I was able to go and get paid to speak in places like Istanbul, South Carolina, Banff, Canada, and all these other places. And I was, uh, I did that TEDx talk that you saw as well. And I was able to share the stage with some really renowned people. And all of that just escalated from just starting out there and building that personal brand back in 2013. Wow. So, so today, your approach, you're taking all that experience and when you're going into personal branding, for example, with your book, uh, uh, you know, D Ditch That Act, right? Yeah. You, you, you're basically telling people to find, to, to be 100% truthful, go back to where you were and open up. What's, what's the methodology that you, that you crafted from your experience to help people build a better brand? Well, one thing that I go through in the book is an exposure resume. And most people are comfortable creating a regular resume touting all their successes. Like I helped XYZ company increase profits by 5% every year over year. And they know how to kind of structure it like this. And with Instagram culture, we kind of know how to go out there and showcase the very best moments of our life. That comes natural to us. But when it comes to sharing the hard moments and everything else, it's a little bit of a struggle. So what I do with the exposure resume is first I have people list out the hardships that they had in their life and the uh, write them out and go back and think about them they don't have to fully formulate them into full ideas yet or talk about exactly how it is it's first identifying exactly what it is then mm. it then it's figuring out which ones of these are the easiest to talk about and going after the easy ones first and going and trying to formulate ideas behind those first then with the harder ones you kind of go to those later and later and then you start being able to process those emotions internally so you're also going through like this growth challenge where you know if you're working with like a therapist or something they're like tell me about the hardest moment of your life and then tell me about your trauma you're like okay let me go and relive that with you how did that actually happen you're kind of reliving that and you're getting that out on paper so you're healing at the same time you're building your personal brand because you're healing by writing about it but also at the same time when you're publishing it you're sharing it with others who have probably faced similar struggles themselves because one of the biggest misconceptions we have is we're the only ones who go through hardships. The truth is we all do. And by showcasing our hardships with another person, another person's able to go, oh, me too. I went through that too. And what that does is it builds affinity within you. And when people build affinity, they get to know, like, and trust you. And the more they get to know, like, and trust you, the higher probability it is that they get to fall in love with you. And if they fall in love with you, that's when they do business with you. Or they I, do. I, <laughs> no, no, I, 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 <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree with that. I think, I think though, uh, I, I would love if you can try and come up with just an example of how, for example, a person who has a small marketing agency can, you know, may, maybe we can come up with some sort of, uh, of something bad that happened in their life and how do they use it practically uh, to expand their brand, to grow their brand, to, uh, to create that affinity. So you're a startup founder, right? Yeah. So there's been times that you've had struggles with either like payroll or something, right? In, past, yeah. in past companies, yeah. Yeah. 
And at those times, you could take those lessons that you learned from there. It doesn't have to be your current company that you learned those lessons from, but from those past companies. You could share the struggles and the hardships because at the very end of everything, there's a lesson that you learned. Because you said in past companies, you had struggles with payroll, but in the current one, you don't. So by sharing those methodologies and the things that you kind of discovered, you show how your company's a lot more stable now. And at the same time, by showing that your company's more stable now, it shows that you've evolved as an entrepreneur. You've gone out there and you've kind of passed those steps mm -hmm. where you're a struggling startup and you're at more of a situation where you're more stable now. So by sharing those things, it could be anything for business. Like it could be like maybe a failed client, maybe a bad mm -hmm. campaign. It could be anything that happened. Like I've had some horrible campaigns and I'm a top marketer. Yeah. <laughs> and just because you're a top marketer or not, like the probability of success is still the same. Like if you're selling like a $2,000 bottle of wine, uh, there's only so many people who are going to be able to buy that. And some, some products are just very, very, very hard to market. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I know exactly what you mean. And it's not only that sometimes, well, we can get, we, we can do a session just why campaigns don't succeed, yeah, but, exactly. the, yeah, <laughs> but, but the, there are many, many reasons. I, I agree. I agree with you hundred percent. So how does that methodology that we're talking about exposing ourselves and being our true selves and also talking about uh, previous uh, unsuccessful experience, or we can't, we, you can't call experience unsuccessful, but, but, but uh, unsuccessful situations we had in the past, how does that go? Uh, does that go against the fake until you make it approach? Because uh, and, 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 uh, let, me, let me just frame the question. I'm talking about the people starting out because usually yeah. people starting out don't have a lot of social proof. So yeah. they're trying to fake it until they make it. Yeah, I, I look at fake it till you make it. Like, let's see, if you have 100 people going out there faking it till you make it and you have one person kind of being real about everything that's going on, the one person that's being real kind of gravitates and grabs the eyeballs of everyone because everyone's kind of accustomed to seeing the fake it till you make it. And a lot of people, when they kind of meet the people who fake it till they make it in real life, they're like, that person wasn't anything like I thought they would be based off how they are online. Like, I thought I was meeting a completely different person. Like it doesn't really match up. And then like when they try to do business with those people, they kind of end up having problems because they're like, this isn't kind of uh, in tune with what I saw. Mm. And it kind of causes a lot more problems than uh, solutions. I mean, sure, it might be okay to make a quick five, six, seven grand. But then if you want to make like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 grand, going with the personal branding route is probably the better route because it gives you the ability to go out there and really connect with people. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And how do you think that approach of trying to find writing uh, down what didn't work well in your past, would that help you reach your authenticity? Because I was talking with a LinkedIn expert and mm -hmm. they were talking about, because everything in social media is about basically your personal brand. It's an extension of your personal brand. Yeah. And they were talking about, you need to find your true voice. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's understandable, you know, trying to find your true voice from a branding perspective. All marketers get it. It's basically finding your USP, if you will, or what's special about you and not the same about others. But it's super hard for people because they're saying, dude, I'm a marketer. Like, uh, I do SEO. I do PPC. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm not Superman. I can't tell you, you know, my, my planet blew up. Uh, my, my, my story's mundane. What can I do? So, they, you know, people are trying to find and 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 do you have any you know 
something, something, some tips about your methodology that maybe through the pain points that can find those special things that they can highlight. So what I do with a client is on the very first phone call, when we start working together, I say, okay, I'm going to record the conversation for one hour. I want you to tell me about your life, early life, childhood, how you were raised, what your family was like, struggles, did you get grounded, did you get in trouble, take me through elementary, junior high, high school, your first relationship, college, your first entrepreneurial wow. venture, your first job, everything all the way up to where you are today. And I want you to talk straight for an hour. And if you get stuck, I'm going to ask you some leading questions on the way. Now, no one's ever prepared for something like this, but then everyone always comes up with an hour worth of content. And it's not all rosy and sunshine and everything like that. It's ups, downs, and things like that. And then that becomes the perfect structure for all the content that you need to make for over a year. Because if you go and you take that conversation and you record it, it comes out to about maybe 30, 40 pages worth of content. And then what you are able to do is you take pieces of that and you turn it into like blog posts, you turn it into articles, you turn it into a structure and you start organizing that content around. And then that becomes your content calendar because now you have all this content of you being authentic for that one hour. And now what you have to do is you have to take that one hour and turn it into different segments and go based off those particular stories. Like we've all had Smart. stories where we got drunk and then like we're crying in the car because a girl left us or something like that. That could turn into the perfect business story <laughs> i i i'm I, i'm you know I, i'm as you're saying that all my shields kind of light they all light up i'm i'm thinking like i'm earnestly thinking in my head should i talk with a client about crying in the car for any reason or should i put my game face on and you know i think another tip that would help me and maybe help the listeners is how do you break through the person molds? Like yeah. how, because, it, you know, people have uh, preconceptions about how they need to do business. Is there yeah. any way to, to shake up that psyche to kind of let go? This podcast is brought to you by Umbrella. Have an agency? Check out UmbrellaUS.com to grow it today. Well, I think the preconception about business is you put on your suit, you put on your armor, you go out there, you be your very best, and you go and you go and you close them, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, like, every single person who encounters this is like, okay, they're closing me again. I don't know what to expect. Oh, I know exactly what to expect. They're going to try to push me into the corner. They're going to try to, like, grind me. And they're going to try to push me until I end up saying yes. And then, like, if you think about it from the opposite end, everyone's got their guard up right correct and then like just like you said you had your shield up they have their shield up going okay i'm, I'm about to get dominated right now and i gotta make sure i don't <laughs> so then yeah. when you go out there and you flip it around and you're like yeah i cried this other day <laughs> this thing happened wow like, what the hell is going <laughs> on I, I don't need this card how much money did you say you want me to pay you again <laughs> nice so you're disarming them with yeah. uh personal affinity stories yeah yes because yes. because in their head they're like oh me too i've had that similar kind of experience in my life and the biggest thing that 
uh, we can't do as a society is like think that someone hasn't gone through struggle because there's only very, 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 very few people who haven't gone through struggle and they're the very, very pretty people <laughs> who are extremely successful and lucky. <laughs> and guess what? Everyone hates them. <laughs> I'm sure even them have, even those people have some issues. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, so, okay. So, so we're talking about we're talking about exposing yourself. We're talking about just letting go because at the end of the day, everybody are going through similar experience and you're also using it as a smart tactic to kind of disarm people and you want to not look the same. You don't want to be that man with the suit going on, the, going for the clothes. Yeah. So, you know, your brand creation process, as I understand it, is about 12 months long, right? Yeah. So, you know, why 12 months like why not three months or well, six I mean, months i mean you could speed through it and it's possible to really go through it but then if you really think about it like when you go to school for something it takes four years before you get a degree to become a master of something like just for like if you go to the facebook blueprint program to become an ad expert that takes about three months for google ad certification it takes about three months what you're doing here is you're learning about like human psychology and you're learning all about yourself and you've been alive for 20 30 40 50 years you're learning all about yourself and a limited amount of time for a therapist to go through this it usually takes about like five years which is like insane that's why people are in therapy for so long and that's why it's so hard to find a therapist a psychiatrist a, a psycho all those people are so hard to find because they're so backed up and people <laughs> don't know how to go out there and discover all this stuff so by taking a year you're kind of going out there and really learning you're learning skills like how to write how to communicate on video how to go out there and dig up all these emotional experiences how to go out there and really relate you're learning a plethora of skills as opposed to just one core skill, if that kind of makes sense. It does. It does. Uh, when, you know, in your TED Talk, you talk, uh, you have a, you, Leonard has a TED Talk, TEDx Talk called Why You Should Let Your Fears Guide You. And that has been internationally recognized and, and it's a very good talk. Uh, and um, you're talking about letting your fear guide you uh, and how it worked in your life. But for the digital marketers out there, you know, what can you teach them about the interplay between fear and success? You know, we're not just talking about, okay, I remember I cried in the car. This is a good note for a conversation to sidewind a person to not be fearful for me as I'm going into the close. We're talking about actually using our fears and that requires a higher level of openness. And now is that connected to success anyways? Well, I think the biggest fear is when you're working with a digital marketing agency is whether or not you're going to close the deal, right? Because if you don't close the deal, what ends up happening is you're going to not be able to pay your rent. You're not going to be able to pay payroll. You're not going to be able to uh, take that vacation that you want or whatever it is. So a yeah. lot of people, what they do is they buy into that fear and then they get stuck and they're like, oh, I don't know how to close this deal because I'm stuck and I have these emotional things going on in my head and it's running everywhere and I'm thinking about all these different things. So I can't go and focus on the clothes. By buying into that fear and going, okay, I know I'm scared and I'm just going to straight out say, you, you know, yeah, uh, let, let's just be real here. Yeah, I'm scared that you could go and work with someone else, but I know the reality that if you do is this is going to happen because I've spent this much time working on my craft to make sure that working with my clients, 
uh, I get these kinds of results because I follow these kinds of practices and I'm really meticulous. And, and then you go into the sales process, but you acknowledge the fear beforehand. Mm-hmm. And then by doing that, you kind of put the other person's guard down because they're like, well, I, my fear is that I'm not going to get the quality results. But then you're kind of talking about how you're going to go through these processes to really go make sure I don't fall into that situation. So by sharing your own fear, you're kind of covering the other person's fear as well and letting them open up and share their vulnerabilities, too, if that makes sense. It, it does, but I just want to make sure I understand. Do you actually talking about verbally communicating your fear to them about not being able to close this deal or verbalizing it in a different way and just conveying that fear? You can convey that fear or you can verbalize it. It's either or. It's, it's person by person. Like, C- kind of like if, if, I, if I was trying to close you, yeah. if I was trying to close you, I would say, uh, look, Leonard, I think you're a very good client, but I, I want to tell you I'm a bit fearful, you know, we won't be able to work together because I may have not presented everything that I wanted pre- to present uh, uh, until now. I just want to show you that I have a very good methodology to get you uh, to get you what I need. Or does that come off as weak? I don't know. I don't think it really comes off as weak because it gives you the opportunity to kind of go through your pitch again and kind of... Uh put everything together where you have that structure and you go point by point by point and you go, am I missing anything? Did I cover everything that I need to cover for you? I, I want to make sure that you feel comfortable in the process. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, well, I see this is how it's all laid out because I usually do a story approach uh, process when I go and tell people. Um, at the very beginning, I'll ask you like, what exactly is it that you're looking to achieve? and get all those results then I paint out a story that kind of goes like that and then uh it shows how all the different points are hit Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then um you could use that opportunity to go and do all that but you also have to make sure that uh before you do all that you've asked your qualifying questions as well so you have a path to guide them down yeah definitely uh yeah I was I wasn't diving into the full conversation just uh the the fear sharing part um, I, 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 I think I understand it. I think for me, the first step would be not for me, for people that I know, uh, I, I, I'm not projecting. I just, I, I know a lot of people that are starting a digital marketing agency and many people that haven't done sales before are fearful, yeah. uh, about many things, self-conscious. They don't think they sell well. They haven't sold enough products, so maybe they aren't even secured in their product yet. So there are a lot of elements of fear. I, I think recognizing that fear before you start a conversation, I think that's a very good advice. Uh, I think that's a very good – by the way, in the ditch, do you actually go um, – I, I mean I mean your book, Ditch the Act. Do you actually go into step-by-step step how you do this process for yourself? I go through a lot about fear and I, yeah, I, yeah I'm pretty sure I do. I haven't read the book for two years. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's all there because I put everything I knew into that book. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's, I'll yeah. read it. I'll remind you. Okay, uh, <laughs> so, okay. So one of the, one of the last things I want to cover is you also talk about um, that every business is different, of course, but you say that there are common denominators for successful companies and that that's passion, 
curiosity and a strong sense of mission. Can you talk a little bit about that? So I think a lot of the things that really stand out for people that are successful and people who aren't are the types of people who are asking questions, kind of learning more and actively growing their skill set. A lot of uh, companies that you see fail are the ones who kind of go, okay, I got the perfect structure. I'm going to keep doing this over and over and over and over again. And they don't open up their eyes to new things. The next thing you know, like maybe they have a formula for like Instagram, then TikTok comes out and that formula doesn't work on TikTok. And then it doesn't work on Instagram anymore because Instagram changes their platform to be more like TikTok and then they have to go and formulate everything from scratch again but then the curious person is always going out there and looking and thinking about okay what new things do I have to go out there and do to kind of keep ahead of the market how do I stay ahead how do I stay fresh how do I add more things to my arsenal how do I make sure I don't stick with just one strategy but I build up 10 to 20 to 30 uh, 40 50 different strategies to go out there and have this arsenal of content or, or arsenal of different ways that I could go out there and create things for your clients mm -hmm. and the people who kind of do that they're the ones who usually go out there and succeed a lot more than the uh, than the companies that focus on doing one specific thing Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing for a mission. For a mission, like a lot of companies, what they really have to do is they have to really focus on what do they really want to do for the world? Do they want, they want to give back? Do they want to help the communities grow? Do, do they want to create more jobs? Do they want to create more growth? Or do they just want to have more vacations? Because the person who wants to take more vacations, they're kind of limited on exactly what they're doing. They don't have that strong mission to go out there and go out there and push themselves to success so once they have enough vacations um set up they're kind of done working if that kind of makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i know some people like that as well yeah <laughs> um cool so one of the things that i also ask experts is experts like you give advice all the time to a ton of people yeah you remember one piece of good advice that you got that you know actually stuck with you it could be recent or from a long time ago i think the best uh, piece of advice i ever got was no one is absolutely useless you could always serve as a bad example <laughs> no, no. It, 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 i need you to repeat that i was a bit slow with that knowing is absolutely useless oh no one is absolutely oh, no one okay yeah. i was like knowing is absolutely useless how does that work yeah. uh okay no one is absolutely useless you can always right. serve as a bad example that's excellent and that kind of <laughs> stuck with me but then also at the same time, it showed me how to turn my bad examples into good examples because <laughs> you get to learn from them too. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I, I made a lot of, uh, I, I can also serve as a bad example in, in many ways. Yeah. So uh, our, our last part of the interview is a rapid Q&A. Sure. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few quick questions. Uh, I need quick, short answers. The questions aren't edgy, but if you feel uncomfortable by, by any question, just say pass, okay? Okay. Uh, did you get along with your parents growing up? No, my mom uh, didn't raise me and my dad moved to Korea, so nope. <laughs> uh, do you have siblings? No, I don't. Do you have a pet? I, I got a kitty named Snuggles yesterday snuggles yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's good so that's a v um are you you don't have kids right no i don't have kids yet are you planning to have kids yeah when do you wake up uh 10 a.m <laughs> okay that's good be open about it uh when do you go to bed 
uh, midnight. Ideal vacation? Uh, Istanbul was pretty nice, but then I think I want to go to uh, Korea next. Cool. Are you a man of faith? Yeah, I am. Excellent. So that's it. That, you are amazing, Leonard. Thank you very much. I think your, your, your insights are great. I have to tell you, by the way, that you really are taking a different approach than a lot of the people I have been talking to. Like yeah. I, I, a lot of experts go to, you know, different forms of psychoanalyzing yourself to get to the brand, but going through the list of fears and, and, and issues you had in the past and kind of charting also a map of your life and using it as a, as a base to create your, your brand. Um, I, I, I find it very interesting. Obviously, I you know, uh, millions of people find it very interesting, but yeah. I, I think it's it resonates with me, and I'm I'm, I'm going to try it as well. Uh, so so that was excellent. I I, I want to thank you very much for being with us. And guys, go and buy Ditch the Act. That's the book Leonard wrote. It's an amazing book. You can find it on Amazon and basically in every bookstore, Barnes and Noble, uh, anywhere. A any last words, Leonard? Oh, no, I wanted to just thank you so much for having me here. It's been a pleasure and I appreciate you having me and I appreciate being able to share my insights with your audience. Thank you very much. Anytime. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the Marketing Umbrella Podcast, where we provide the information you need from successful leading marketers to build and grow your digital marketing agency. Your host has been Itamar Shafir, founder and CEO of Umbrella, the technology platform and brand that is powering thousands of marketing agencies around the country. Find him at UmbrellaUS.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.